Alrighty then. We're back. Oh, it's a podcast. It's what it is. It's what we're trying to do here, guys. You gotta drink first, though. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Jam Room Podcast, guys. Hope you're doing well out there, as always. What's been going on in your world? Something fun, I hope. It's been a wild one over here. I did promise I would get a a little extra episode out on Friday. Didn't get it recorded Friday, uh, so I decided to just tack it on at the end of this one. So we will go into some music reviews and shit later on. Uh, But there's music news to get through first, so let's do it, guys. It's been a fucking big weekend. It's been a massive week for fucking new music out there. Uh, Tons of it, and uh, we're not going to get to it all. And again, I'm going to try to get another episode out on Friday to cover all the stuff that we will miss, including Eddie Vedder's new album, which I haven't checked out yet, but I will be this afternoon. Um, And there's a whole bunch of other new stuff, but... We'll talk about that a little bit later, because like I said, there's plenty of music news. I did not watch uh, the Super Bowl yesterday, um, because I'm Australian, and I don't really get that wacky fucking sport. It's boring, really, but, you know, I know a lot of the world seems to like that uh, NFL or whatever they call it, American football gridiron or whatever the shit it is, Uh, but that's not really the biggest part of Super Bowl. It's obviously the halftime show. The halftime show has stolen the limelight from the rest of the show, um, as far as the rest of the world is concerned. Um, so I did watch that. I definitely checked out the Pepsi Presents Super Bowl halftime show, uh, which was just a bunch of um, rappers from yesteryear getting together in some weird-ass fucking set um, to, you know, rap their hits. That was it. There's no new songs. It was all just their old fucking hits. So, you know, we had fucking Dr. Dre. We had Snoop in his pajamas. Uh, Eminem was there being weird. Kendrick Lamar was there. Um, who else was there? Oh, 50 Cent, you know. It was all good stuff, but uh, I didn't quite understand it. I didn't. I don't really get these sorts of halftime shows. I know it's all about a big spectacle, but, like, the set that they had set up on... on in the middle of the field, guys. I just, I felt sorry for half the fucking stadium because it was set up like these, like, uh, like apartments. It was like three or four of these little rooms with like one wall missing. So obviously to one side of the stadium, you could see right in, see all the dancers getting jiggy with it and all that sort of stuff. I can't believe they didn't have Will Smith on that lineup. That would have been fire. Um, but yeah, the, the the backside of it was just fucking blanked out white walls. So, you know, half of the stadium couldn't really see what's going on. I'm sure there's big fucking screens and stuff like that. But if you're watching it on a screen, you might as well be at home like I was. So, yeah, it started off with fucking uh, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, you know, singing one of their hits. Fucking Snoop Dogg's a fucking national treasure, right? No one's got a problem with that guy. Cool as and, you know. Then all of a sudden it cut down to, like, first of all, let's go onto those sets. Let's talk about those sets. Those weird white boxes set up there. I don't know. It looked like fucking, um, like, uh, Facebook's fucking presentation of the metaverse. Like, were they trying to pretend it's the metaverse for this? 
I don't know. But it looked like it. It looked weird, just awkward fucking half-ass sets that was supposed to resemble apartments, I guess, or something. I don't know. It, it, it did that, and then fucking it comes to one of them after Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre do their thing up top. They're on top of the whole thing. Um, it comes down, and there's 50 Cent hanging like a bat for some reason. Face all puffy, like looking awkward as shit. And I think it was them trying to recreate like a music video in which he appeared upside down. Uh, but he, he tried to do it live, and it, he stuck it out for about 12 seconds, and then he was back upright trying to catch his breath, it seemed like. Um, but it looked fucking weird. Yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out because it was some kind of spectacle going on there. All the weird choreographed dances, they fucking sucked. I'm not a fan of choreographed dancing at the best of times, let alone um, just stuff uh, that's, you know, sometimes when you're doing a choreographed dance, it, it makes sense, you know? Because it's that kind of music or whatever. But, you know, all these rappers, they're supposed to be tough guys, right? And yet they're doing, you know, like TikTok dances. Fucking with a whole bunch of other people that are way too old to be doing dancing, right? Some of these guys look like they were in their 50s just fucking popping and fucking moving elbows and all this shit. It looked weird to me. But I'm an old man, so I'm going to have a grudge against a lot of this sort of shit. Fucking, it was good to see Eminem with a bit of fucking stubble. He finally grew himself a little bit of a beard. I've never really seen him um, outside of uh, his clean-shaven usual self. Uh, so yeah, he was cool. He was fine. He did the one song that everybody knows him for, the fucking lose yourself in the music, the fucking mum spaghetti bullshit. Good for him. Fucking good for him. And then he decides to make it political at the end and takes a fucking knee. And that was awkward as shit. Like he finishes his number and he just, you know, takes a knee, bows his head down, fucking holds a pose while Dr. Dre Gets on the fucking piano for a while. That was cool to see. Cool to see Dre actually playing the piano. Uh, whether or not it was actually a live performance, I don't know. It's the magic of Hollywood, guys. I doubt it. But yeah, all this, yeah. while Dre's starting one of his songs, there's fucking fucko over there just taking a knee to, you know, make a political statement. That political statement's done, man. Like, that was fucking a, like a year and a half ago. Two years, like, how long ago was the taking a knee thing? And he takes the chance of his fucking Super Bowl halftime performance to um, just remind everybody of it. You know, it was weird because that was always like a racial injustice thing. And then the only white rapper on stage was the guy that decided to take a knee. Fucking Snoop Dogg didn't give a shit. So, yeah, fucking good on you. Good on you, man. Whatever, Eminem. He's doing the exact same thing that he's always done. I've never been a huge Eminem fan, but I appreciate that he's good and other people like him more than me. So you might enjoy that performance, right? Um, but that was kind of all there was to it. I mean, if you're going to watch this on YouTube, be prepared to fucking be interrupted every minute and a half with an ad. I swear to God, you'll end up watching more like minutes of ads than the actual Super Bowl performance, even though the whole Super Bowl performance is an ad for Pepsi. Um, you know, drink something else while you watch it. Just let them fucking know. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was fine. It was good as, you know, a big Super Bowl performance. Whatever. People were in boxes at some point, but f I don't know. I don't, I don't really get that sort of um, spectacular, you know, especially when they try to make it political. But fucking, I did watch it. It was pretty cool. It was a good live show. I do like the, the rocky sort of side of things a bit better. I think they fit a stadium better, especially like a rowdy stadium of fucking football fans, right? You don't need to all of a sudden be going, da -da 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 -da, or whatever the hell um, Snoop Dogg does. 
But yeah, that's not the only fucking music news that's been going on because uh, obviously missing from that lineup of genius fucking rappers or whatever was Kanye uh, because he's acting a bloody fool these days. I don't really know what's going on with that dude. Uh, he's losing his fucking mind because uh, Kim Kardashian is getting the fucking Pete Davidson dick or whatever. And uh, Pete Davidson was fucking caught actually calling Kim Kardashian and Kardashian uh, his girlfriend. And so that probably would have pissed off uh, Kanye a little bit. But uh, not as much as Billie Eilish is pissing him off, apparently. You guys seen Keeping Up With This Little uh, Thing? This isn't even the case, right? So fucking some kid at a Billie Eilish concert was having a bit of an asthma attack. They stopped the show and helped her out, right? Cool. Um... For some reason, fucking Kanye has it in his head that Billie Eilish said something along the lines of, this isn't a Travis Scott show, what I fucking did that, right? And so now fucking Kanye is threatening to, to not perform at Coachella unless they fucking pull Billie Eilish. He's pulling a fucking Neil Young on it, right? He's, but, you know, he's got a bit more clout than Neil Young does, let's face it. But for some reason, he thinks that someone taking a dig at somebody else is his fucking business, right? As far as I can tell through all this smoke, Billie Eilish didn't say anything about Kanye. Travis Scott has said nothing about Billie Eilish. It doesn't really matter. It's not fucking Kanye's beef, but he's decided to make it his beef. And uh, so he's doing all that sort of shit. He's fucking... I don't know, did he cut Kim Cuddy or some shit from the Donda 2 album because uh, of her relationships with Billie Eilish or support or something? I don't fucking know. People are trying to just make fights when there shouldn't be a fight, right? Billie Eilish is a fucking kid. Kanye's in his 60s. Why the fuck does he care what this little kid fucking says about another massive star who's more than capable of sticking up for himself, right? But old fucking Uncle Kanye coming in and uh, he'll sort it out for you. He'll fucking, he'll fuck up that little white bitch. Yeah, whatever. It's fun fucking times, guys. I'd like to see what happens. Like Coachella just seems to get bigger and bigger every fucking year. But uh, if people start using it as like a fucking a way to pull strings behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff, it will be ruined. Just like everything else great in music, it does get ruined eventually by fucking massive egos. Uh, which is, you know, let, let's face it, big egos is what kind of makes good music as well. You know, there's still something to be said about that. But uh, it can definitely destroy your image uh, later on, uh, just like Kanye's the best at. He's uh, sabotaging his own image. It's what it is. But fucking good, I've got nothing against Kanye and i got nothing against anything that's going on. I just fucking call out weird fucking behavior when I see it. And I'm seeing it a little bit over here, guys. Anyway, we got plenty of new music to talk about. And I, uh, I got Curtis on the podcast to talk about it. It took us a while to fucking hook it up. So uh, that's what you're going to hear next. We're going to get into these new albums. The new albums we're going to talk about, guys, um, there's a new album from a band called Bastille, uh, which is a British pop punk sort of band. They got an album out called Give Me the Future. We got an album called Beam. Oh, sorry, an album called Alien by an artist called Beam. We chat about that. We chat about the new fucking Corn album um, and some uh, little cover from Sleep Tokens. Plenty of other stuff. We'll get into that maybe later in the week. Uh, like I said, Eddie Vedder, all that bullshit. And that's about it. So, yeah, Curtis and I chat about that. On the other side of it, guys, uh, I won't chime in once that conversation's finished. I'll just get straight into the music. It's going to be another fucking jam. 
I've got a few of them. This one's just, yeah, myself on guitar with a loop pedal and Liam on drums. Sketchy, sketchy, roughy, roughy bullshit. Uh, but that's the thing, guys. I want to set the fucking bar real low for the music on this podcast. Just set it right back at scratch, which is just fucking jamming, improvising, mistakes and all, falling out of time. It's just absolute garbage bullshit. But you can only get better from there. And you never know. You might stumble across some cool stuff. So that's at the end. So let's get into some music reviews. New music out. Let's chat about it. Here's Curtis. Alrighty. How are you, Curtis? Good, man. Good to be back. How are you, dude? Yeah, not too bad. Welcome back to the podcast, dude. So, as I probably would have mentioned in like the intro to this episode or whatever, it's all because you mentioned it would be good to have like a different point of view with some of these music reviews. So we're fucking trying it out for the first time, man. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. So uh, for the listener, uh, earlier in the week I gathered, you know, three or four sort of little albums that I w- wanted Curtis to check out, and he's done so, yes? You've listened yeah, to him? Yeah, yeah all right. Uh, Giving him a, uh, a listen. And he doesn't know my thoughts on him. I don't know his thoughts on him, so let's fucking see if we come up with the same ideas or differing opinions as uh, different humans should. And uh, we'll see how it goes. So, up on the fucking list, I um, I did throw you some weird curveballs as well just to see what the hell you would think, right? So yeah, let's talk um, about the, some different stuff in there. Let's talk about the Bastille album first. Okay, that's probably the one I um, probably took the least notes on. Uh, it wasn't really my thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I kind of um, knew it would be. That's why I wanted to start with it because it was the weakest one of the of the the batch. But it's mm. a fine album. Um, it's but fine. by the way. Let me just introduce it probably this band called Bastille. Um, they're a British pop rock band. Uh, the new album's called Give Me the Future, right? Yeah. It's got some pretty neat artwork. That's kind of what I'm doing when I'm looking for new albums. If I see like interesting artwork and then like the name of the band isn't something fucked up like featuring blah 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 like you know what I mean? Yeah. It gets yeah, a bit yeah, rough yeah. these days. I don't like people with their band names all capital letters. So anyway, yeah, and have have emojis and shit in their name. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Um, so yeah, what did you think of the album, man? Give us your um, thoughts. I'm listening to it. I definitely got the vibe that they're like some sort of British poppy rock thing. I didn't really pick up on the rock vibe at all, though. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't either. Man. Lot, it's kind of dancey-ish, like pop, dancey stuff. I thought mainly. It's like indie I pop rock. Help, but think this is like dork dance music like it's all happy and like kind of poppy like even edm style like happy poppy edm i'm like yeah it's a bit too happy yeah not really my vibe i mean i can see the appeal of it because it's kind of just there's nothing bad about it you know like yeah and and, and that's what it was when i say it's a fine album it's yeah. there's nothing disgusting about it nothing gonna make you cringe that hard or anything like that but uh, fucking Jesus Christ, it's boring. It's kind of boring, yeah, eh? It's kind of boring. It's kind of upbeat. Um, I mean, some of the songs are kind of interesting and had like a sort of cool vibe to it. But yeah, I don't know. I can, like I said, I can see the appeal, but it's not really for me. Um, but you know, if All you're right. into that sort Cause, of because anyway, we're upbeat. starting off with this album. Um, for for the next couple of ones, do, do we want to give them some kind of rating? Like, uh, 
Uh, All right, so so, so so how about this? Three three kinds of ratings that we'll do, and they're they're not like a one to ten or anything like that. It's just the way you'll categorize the album, right? Mm. Do you put the album um, on play, start to finish? Do you put it on shuffle play? Actually, let's do four things. Do some songs make it into a random playlist, or is it a complete skip over? So right. let's just recap them um, again. Whole album start to finish. Whole album in shuffle play, because that's kind of like a cool way to listen to an album as well. You know, it's a different way to listen to an album. One or yeah. two songs might make it into a playlist or fucking don't bother. Well, no, I guess it, it all depends on what sort of playlist you're going for. I mean, yeah, possibly a few songs mm-hmm. could make it to a playlist. If, you know, you want something just sort of in the background at like a family barbecue or something. You know? Yeah, because it's harmless music. It's, it's very harmless, harmless. You know, it's it's enjoyable stuff that you don't really have to pay full attention to. It's harmless um, until like a drunk uncle calls you gay for listening to it. <laughs> yeah very true could, could see that happening <laughs> yeah for me this is a skip over like it's yeah, not bad but it's him. just not my vibe so it's a skip for me i wouldn't i wouldn't bother with this fucking album at all yeah yeah no fair enough man all right totally get that vibe so which one do you want to talk about next uh, um should we address the sleep token single quickly yeah let's do that it's not really a huge album said about that yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, if you like uh, this this new Sleep Token single, what is it called? Is it really you? Is it really you? Um, it's a it cover, really and it's uh, like it's credited as being Sleep Token and a band called Loathe. Right. Um, so it did appear on Sleep Tokens. It also appeared on this band Loathe. I um, I checked out the original of the song, and I actually preferred yeah. it. The original okay, of the song. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't even know it was a cover. So who did the original? The band Loathe. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so it's one of their songs. That's why I'm saying like it's a sleep token cover of it. They credited Loathe in the performance as well. Uh, I don't know what they're actually playing, but the um, mm. like uh, the the original has drums, has guitars. Like it gets pretty heavy and pretty epic in parts. The Sleep Token version that we're hearing now, right? The Is It Really You cover of this Loathe song um, is just stripped back. It's just piano and vocals yeah. and harmonies. So there's no drums, no guitars in it. Uh, but at least it highlights how interesting the musicality is of that song. Like, piano-wise, I was playing it to my wife, who's, who's a piano player. And um, she's like, yeah, this is the kind of shit I like. Like, it's very musically interesting as far as the piano arrangement goes. Mm, um, okay. And the harmonies were fantastic. There was just a couple of fucking vocal lines that are just like these little cringe things for me. And they set me off and they can kind of ruin the whole song. So it kind of had that. I didn't love it. Okay. What what sort of lines do you mean? Because of the lyrics? No, it's not the oh. lyrics. It's just um, uh, the way he jumps in a melody. I just find it very cheesy. And um, right. I, I okay. could... I could play that little part here to, to show you what I mean by it, but um, I'm not really prepared to press play on it now, but I might chuck it in on an edit or something like that in this conversation. Let's see, we're at seven minutes. Yeah, I'll chuck it in somewhere there. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just fucking, sometimes these one little vocal lines can just ruin something for me. But apart from that, fucking love the vocals, because I love the vocals. He's obviously... Yeah, he's obviously a fantastic singer. Like, he knows what he's doing. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you like sort of just 
piano, interesting piano, and those big ballady sort of chilled out uh, vibes, um, and just you know stripped back piano vocals. Then yeah, it is great. I mean, I found it kind of boring though, but it's it is good if you like that sort of shit. It's certainly not the best Sleep Token song out there. Uh, um, no, not not by a long shot. Because like when I saw it on Sleep Token's thing, I was I was kind of excited because obviously the name mm. of the song is Is It Really You? And it said Sleep Token, but then the cover art said Loathe, and I was thinking, oh wait a minute, are they using cover art? for an upcoming album called Loathe. That's what yeah. I thought was going on. Um, but then I looked into it a little bit further and was like, oh, no, 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 it's because they're doing a cover of this song that's um, actually superior in its original form. And and that that is not, like, if the original had the Sleep Token singer, and then it's a great fucking song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But um, I, I should have sent you the original, but I only really found out about it today. I only listened this morning to the original. <laughs> So I, I didn't. Well, I am kind of interested now because I'm curious to know what like the original singing is like. Is it very similar? Very similar. Very Sounds similar, very similar. Okay. Just doesn't have the fucking the polished tone that Sleep Token yeah. has because that guy yeah. can fucking wail and he can hold his low notes in such a great like weird mm. space. Like it's 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 throaty, yeah, but I, I don't know. It's it, it's really really cool. So yeah, it's it, I would say if I was gonna do anything this could appear on a little playlist maybe maybe it's a skip over it's something like that you know it's probably a skip for me it's just too too slow boring yeah i mean maybe if you want a playlist for like a romantic candle lit dinner or something like that oh yeah if, if, you're, <laughs> if you're trying to woo like some uh classically yeah. trained musician chick Maybe chuck yeah. on that. You never know. You might get somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Or she'll like look at you like fucking death yeah, stare. What the fuck? Is the this fuck? guy gay? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It goes back to that. <laughs> We're always at risk of being called gay for our music choices. But yep, that's just yep, what fucking just the way it is. life is. Yeah. All right. So let's get into Beam. The artist right. Beam. And the, uh, the album's called Alien. And it's a debut album from a dude out of Jamaica. He's going under the name Beam. Forget what his real name is. Uh... What did you think of this album, Curtis? Um, see, this is an interesting one. I would actually like to hear your thoughts on this first. I've got a few notes here that I've taken down. All right, well, as, as, as the folks at home might know, I do have a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for the likes of like Drake and stuff, right? And so, so this album is right along those lines. Heavy production, grimy, I don't want to say gangster rap because it's not really like gangster rap, but it's that slow tempo rap um, mm. that's just fucking hooky. It's auto tuny. It's it's got it all in this fucking album, and I I I loved it. I, I really okay. enjoyed this album. Um, it's it's just fun for me. It's like I would definitely. This is one of the ones I would say is like a shuffle play kind of album. It doesn't matter yeah, what right. order the songs appear in, but they're all pretty fucking hooky and catchy and. It's it's just like everything that's um, dominating the top ten at the moment. It's th like everything's got trap beats in it, right? Yeah. Like classic TR808 drums, trap beats. Uh, it's every single song's got that. And in fact, this guy, this Jamaican dude, who's like worked behind the scenes on a whole bunch of bootlegs and all this stuff in the past, he was in a a group that like had 808 in their name. So he fucking knows what he's doing when it comes to those kinds of beats, you know? Right. Yeah. So I enjoyed okay. the shit out of it. Well, yeah, fair enough. To be honest, I'm kind of a little bit the opposite. And I mean, when you first sort of described this album to me, 
I mean, I know you just sort of corrected yourself there, but you did sort of mention gangster rap and that kind of threw me when I went into this, like trying to listen to it because I think it's, yeah, the furthest thing from gangster rap. Yeah, but it's not quite like um, the mumble rap or anything like that. When I say gangster rap, I mean just like the griminess of the beats, like how they're very yeah, but- subby, they're very slow tempo, they're very just fucking in this weird dark pocket. I like that. Some yeah, some of the beats were like pretty lit. Don't get me wrong; like they're pretty, they have a good tone to them for sure. Very bassy and and catchy, you know. But I mean, some of it's so slow and sort of overproduced that it sort of felt more like R and B than rap. Absolutely, yeah. No, I get that. And and I mean, like gangster rap is about fucking gangster shit, you know. But this just has like cheesy lyrics like like the hurt people hurt people I was like, oh, yeah break, bit, uh, man. yeah like, that is lame yeah and, oh, you know, dude, all, all, all like hip-hop the, is the, guilty of cheesy lyrics from time to time man <laughs> yeah and like all the auto-tune singing i just found tacky and you know i mean one of the songs just has like a female vocalist like singing all these big melodies i'm like there's nothing gangster about this at all and uh, yeah, it's kind of too slow too cheesy i did it's, find like, it don't get me wrong some of the some of the songs are kind of cool like some of the more heavy-ish rap like 30 you know, mgs it's pretty good yeah like some of the songs were definitely cool but a lot of it i just found sort of tacky and i'm just like yeah this you know, all the auto-tune singing. Well, good. Like, we, we've actually got a difference and... of opinion on this one because I love that shit. That, that's the stuff that I can just put on while I'm hanging out by the pool and just fucking just get a, get a bit of a groove on with it. But what I found super impressive about this album mm. is the guy's debut album, right? And so oh, behind, was it? Okay. Yeah. So it's his first album out. And the amount of clout that he must have garnered prior to releasing this album in whatever other projects he's been part of in the past has allowed him to have Justin Bieber feature on his debut album. That's yeah, pretty fucking... Yeah, that's, that's, that's impressive. impressive. Like, I'm happy with that. And that's not a bad song. When Justin Bieber comes mm. in, all he does is kind of like sing the chorus line a bit, and because he's got a bit of a bitchier voice, it sounds a bit different, but that's <laughs> about it. He doesn't really contribute much to the rest of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that song's one of the weaker songs on the album anyway, in my opinion. But yeah, I, I, I dug the shit out of it, man. This is... um. Not not so much a playlist thing because you'd you'd want to be in that whole mode. So it'd be a playlist if you had all that style of music on a playlist. Yeah, it would yeah. it would match. But if you had like a mixed playlist, it's not going to work. But this album itself, just do a shuffle play on this album. It's fucking cool. It's a shuffle player for me. Yeah. See, no, not for me. I might pick one or two songs off it to chuck on like a a, yeah. a, a playlist that would sort of relate, but. Yeah, no, definitely not the whole album. Some of it I just found yeah. found pretty cringe. But so. it's, it's not a complete skip over, though, is it? It's worth not listening to. Not a complete to. skip over. Like, there's definitely some highlights in there. But yeah, again, I enjoyed it. Probably not really my vibe. I enjoyed it. The artist's name is Beam. Um, the uh, album's called Alien. Debut album with Justin Bieber on it. Like, fucking good for you, man. Who, who the hell knows? He's going to bring out a single with fucking. Kanye West and Pete Davidson next. That's going to be wild. <laughs> now that I would like to see. Yeah. But yeah, no, I actually didn't know it was his debut. So I got to give him, yeah, respect for that, man. Because uh, it it's is a polished a, an amazing album. debut album. Yeah. And the production's amazing. It, it does sound fan fucking tastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great, it's not a headphone listener. You got to get a sub or something good. Get some good speakers mm. and listen to this one. It's good. But the, the big album, fucking yes. Requiem. Requiem from Corn, 
Corn, finally. Finally. After, what, 20 years or yeah, something? Yeah, so, so before we fucking get into it, like, um, the, the, the last album we talked about, Alien, that, that comes in dead on an hour, right? It's an hour-long album. There's like 19 tracks. It's an hour long, right? Fucking Corn hasn't released anything in like 15, 20 years, and their album comes a little over half an hour. Yeah, that's pretty pathetic, that's to be honest. That's pathetic. An album at 32 minutes, gee, and, and you haven't done anything for 20 years? Fuck. I know there's been ups and downs with um with Head leaving the band, rejoining the band, going through his weird... um. What do you think? He became a born-again Christian for a while, right? Yeah, that's right. I so there's a lot of weird shit going ago. on with Korn. <laughs> but um, take it away. What did you think of this album, man? All right. Well, as a whole, as a general look over as a whole, I didn't love it. But I mean, mm-hmm. there's definitely good shit about it. Um, so like generally, it was pretty similar to their old stuff. I mean... They, you could tell they've evolved a little bit. I mean, there was a f- more elements to their songs. Like some of the background stuff was kind of interesting and cool. Yeah, and the textural shit that they would do. The textural shit, good. yeah. And the songs were kind of structured a little bit more interesting than like their older stuff. But um, the structures were a bit poppy. Like they were just very formulaic. Like it's it was just it was verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Yeah, sort of but thing. I mean, there's a few interesting like sort of bridge bridges in there and. I don't know. I found it to be like kind of interesting with some of the structures of some of the songs, but I mean, what they're known for is obviously their great chunky riffs. And you know, there's a f- probably not enough of them for my taste, but there definitely is some good ones like peppered in there. You know, oh, like I the classic head banging stuff. Plenty of great riffs in the, in this album, man. It's fucking yeah. It's sick, like, but it's, it's interesting. Like you the say the opening like, track was great for that. That was yeah, forgotten. Fucking I awesome. Um. Basically, I'm listening to this and I'm like, okay, like this is cool. I'm like sort of moshing along to it. But the whole time I'm like, Jonathan Davies, please do some of your, your token scatting, you know, like yeah. what and you're it, known and it, for. Yeah. And I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Finally, in the last song, I had goosebumps, man. He breaks out his fucking classic scatting. And I was like, this, now this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, and that's a great for song. Me, the last track totally made the album for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, um, man. Yeah, I got goosebumps when he started scouting, man. And I'm like, yeah, this is fucking brilliant now. Like, This is what I was waiting for, for the, throughout the whole album. I'm, I was kind of glad that he left that song waiting for, for 15 fucking years. And um, it was interesting to sort of, to put it in that that sort of comparison to what Korn like, are in our minds and what they've given us in this album. Because, uh, I, I, first of all, I got to say, the, some of the fucking drum beats are amazing like groovy yeah. as oh, shit yeah. and it is yeah. kind of um like it's easy to not notice the the genius of of these beats because it is kind of like a, just a simple verse or something like that so there's not a lot going on guitar wise or anything else or vocally yeah. there's not a lot going on and it, and it's but it's still enough to distract you from these amazing fucking drum beats right yeah uh, yeah but i found a lot of it to be like more doomy than old corn corn was yeah we're, 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 i kind of got that vibe as well there was a lot of sort of parts where it's like just basic chord progressions and stuff big and distortion like, and just like slow like real halftime sort of shit like it was doomy in parts way more yeah. than i remember corn being corn had like a lot of fucking hard hitting um you know the big riffs and then like when it got heavy it was still fast up tempo heavy not this like super slow doom sort of shit. 
Um, but it kind of yeah, worked, I'm, you know? I'm not yeah, too mad it, about it. it did kind of work. And yeah, I don't know. Like, see, those parts sort of, I, I tune out a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's kind I mean, of a bit boring. I mean, what you said about the drum beats, so I feel like I have to go back and, you know, re-listen to it, try and really ear out those those drum beats because you're right like a lot of the other sort of stuff over the top is a bit distracting dude i didn't i didn't really pay attention to the drums until my second listen through and then i was like oh fuck that is a that's a that's an intelligent beat it's groovy as fuck but it's like um it's it's not busy it's like over like i don't know sometimes people can overdo cool drum beats and they might pull it off but having like good gaps and just like smart placement of kick drums and snares like that's what this is it's got yeah, this smart yeah. fucking placement of shit, and I fucking yeah. Once you once you once you hear it, you can't unhear it, and you you got to give them props. You know, it's fucking sick. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I love beats like that as well. So when I, when I listen to it, I just listen to it once all the way through. But then I listen to the last song like about four times in a row because it was for me all about that last track. Um, it's definitely the highlight of the album, and. I think that was also the last song's also kind of the most similar to their oldest stuff, but yeah, at I the agree. same time, it's the stuff that you love about Korn, you know, mm. big chunky riffs, his cool ass vocals, and just good sort of uh, I don't know, just structure to the song, just good riffs throughout. I don't yeah. know. I just thought it was great, you know. Yeah. So as taking an album like the album as a whole, what stood out to me was like, yes, it's more doomy than than. Um, you know, Corn has been in the past. It's yeah. not as hooky as Corn's been in the past, as far as no. like wicked vocal choruses and shit like that. You know, I wanted a fucking big fucking freak on a leash style thing. I didn't never really got it. You know, um, I think we did with the last track. Like, yeah, yeah, but it like it wasn't as hooky. It didn't grab me by the balls and just fucking want me like make me want to sing along with it as much. I might maybe it'll grow on me or whatever. So it's mm. more doomy. It's not as hooky. Drums are great. And there are plenty of amazing riffs fucking peppered throughout this album. Plenty of them. Some of them are fucking gold riffs, you know? that like I wouldn't say plenty, but there's some in there. There's definitely some. I would have liked to hear more chunky, hooky, big, moshy riffs. You yeah, know? big but breakdowns. There's definitely some of them in there. But for me, not, not quite enough. Yeah. So This one for me, it's definitely a, a start to finish listen. Um, but okay. there are, you know, there's a couple of tracks you could skip over along the way. That's fine, you know, whatever. But I would recommend yeah. people would put this one on start to finish. Enjoy it. It's been 15 years, whatever. Fucking let's, let's just give them like, let's give them our attention. You know, the yeah. way they've kind of earned it. They've earned our attention they've for half an it, hour. It's half it a fucking hour. That's it. You know. Yeah, it's only half an hour. It deserves to be listened to from start to finish. Yeah. I think it does take you on a journey. It opens up strong. It ends really strong. Yeah, it's not so great in the sort of middle chunk of it, but still, you know, it's it deserves a listen. And yeah. That, that's almost why I'd say good. listen start to finish because it does finish so strong. And if you'd listen to that song first, you'll be disappointed with the rest of the album. Yeah. So if you'd listen yeah. to it start to finish, you know, you're kind of bored almost. And then you get that feeling of fucking their back, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. So yeah, it's good album. So uh, recap: what did we talk about? We talked about fucking Bastille. Uh, Give yeah. me the future is the name of the album. A British band. Uh, we talked about a new um, single out um, from Sleep Token. Is it really you? A cover of a Loathe song. Check out the original as well as a Sleep Token one. 
I reckon it's definitely worth it having a back-to-back sort of comparison. I would have fucking loved for Sleep Token to do a more true-to-the-original version of that yeah, song okay. because they could have fucking put some wicked... Like, there's good drums in the original and Sleep Token has a way of being able to fucking make them even better. But they, yeah. they ignored it and they went for the stripped-back fucking piano orchestration of it. Fine. And Beam was... Uh, the, the album's Alien by Beam. Fucking, that was a cool album, but that's... It's more uh, electronica, fucking whatever. I don't want to say the gangster thing anymore because that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> no one's knowing what I'm talking about, but it's just the vibe I get from it. It's just slow, grimy beats, but it's all trap beats. So um, if you've got a fucking 808 fucking you know, generator on your whatever software, you can do the same thing at home. Everybody can, right? <laughs> and then Corn, fucking Requiem. What a great album. Uh, could have been a lot better. I kind of expected better, but I'm glad they're back. I'm glad they're back, man. And I was satisfied for sure. Fuck so. yeah. All right, wicked. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man, and giving your thoughts. We'll do this again and I'll throw yeah, some more curveballs. Just a little shout out because they're like um like I said, it's it's taking a, a while for us to both link up and, you know, um get our periods on the same fucking times uh schedule here. So uh you know, there has been new albums out while we're doing this. While we're listening to these new albums that come out, so uh I might, maybe next episode, maybe even at the start of this episode, because we're recording this on a, on a Saturday, and um, you know I'm going to get the episode out to you guys on, on Monday, uh, because I just, just noticed fucking Eddie Vedder released a solo album. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Elton John appears on one of the tracks. I haven't listened to it yet, <laughs> but I, I'm not a huge Eddie Vedder fan, but I definitely want to check it out because, um, you know, it's fucking Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it's going to be. It uh, should be fun. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Curtis, and we'll chat to you thanks, soon. Thanks, man. That all was- right, sweet. That's dude. Peace. Peace.